Thanks for joining us through the Crossbridge Podcast. We hope this message speaks to you wherever you may be on your spiritual journey and helps you take your next step of growth in your relationship with Jesus. For more information about Crossbridge or to speak with one of our ministry team members, please visit crossbridge.church. It is so good to be with you all today. If you are joining us online or at Peru, so glad that you are with us. I want to start off by sharing a story. I like to tell stories. Get over it. So we moved here a couple Septembers ago, and uh, it was December. We'd been here a few months. Uh, It was really cold. There was really nothing to do. And uh, fun story or fun fact When Whitney and I got married, we made a deal. I said, Whitney, at least once a year or during the hunting season, you have to go with me. And she's like, Harold, I'm eight months pregnant. And I'm like, a deal's a deal, (laughs) right? So I convince her to go. And so uh, she's eight months pregnant. And and so we, we get out to where we're going. And now granted, I'm taking her to this really nice blind. It's got carpet floors. There's a heater. There's a chair. It's not like she's climbing a tree, okay? I have a heart. But anyway, so we're, we're kind of working our way to the blind, and I'm just, my, like, my ninja senses are kicking in. I'm walking really, really slow like this, and I, and I, and I hear this kicking through corn stalks. This is stupid. This, I can't believe it matters. This is stupid. This is the dumbest thing. And I'm like, shh. And so anyway, we get out to this hunting blind and we get set in. I get the heater going for her. We're there probably 30 minutes max. And I look out one of the windows and this deer walks out into the field. And since Whitney and I have been married, she, she would go with me every, every year faithfully. And, but we don't see a lot when, uh, when she goes. If you know my wife, she's very active and she's not the most quietest or stealthy but that's okay. We still love her dearly. But anyway, so this doe's walking out, and I'm like, oh, this is, this is great, because like, we're going to get to do this together. She's never been here, you know, when this has happened. And so uh, I grab my bow, and it's walking around this window, and I open up this window, and I'm, I'm getting ready. I got my range finder, and I range it, and out of nowhere, I hear, aww. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not happening. And I, and I look over her and I'm like, shh. And then she goes, but you're not going to shoot it, are you? And I, I, I look back at her and I'm like, what do you think we're here for? And so sure enough, it walks around to this window and I draw back on it and she's grabbing my arm. She's like, Harold, I'm going to scream. I'm going to scream and I'm going to scare it away. Well, thankfully she didn't do that. Uh, You know, she let me shoot it or whatever. You probably don't care about that part. But anyway, uh, but but it it dawned on me when she was like, you're not going to shoot it, right? And I'm like, why are we out here? Like, what's the purpose of us even being here? And so that's the question that I want to start with you today is what are you here for? What are you here for? I don't know about you, but I can't stand to watch the news these days. Normally, I'm a guy who loves to stay informed. I I really am. I I, want to know what's going on locally. I want to know what's going on in our state. I want to know what's going on in our country. And I want to know what's going on in our world. Okay? Like, most of you can kind of yeah, you're there with me. 
I want to be informed and I want to know what's going on. But man, here lately, it's just, you can't hardly watch it. I mean, I can't even watch the ESPN news because it's, everything is just, it's depressing and it's sad. It's exhausting. It, it's, it's stressful, right? It, it gives me anxiety. And I got one person that I want to blame that on. And you probably know who I'm thinking about. Whoever invented zombie shows. That's who I blame all of our world problems on are whoever invented zombie shows. Drives me crazy. Who in here watches zombie shows? Don't lie. Do not. The Lord knows your heart. Okay? I still wish they would bring Rick back for the last season. So why do I bring up zombie shows? If you've watched the zombie show, when this zombie apocalypse happens, what do people do? They panic. They begin to hoard. They begin to just worry about themselves, right? The whole point of a zombie show is that you have to do everything in your power to make sure you're alive tomorrow. That, that is the whole premise behind all of those shows. They're all the same. If you've seen one, you've seen them all, right? Most of you probably seen The Walking Dead. All they do is establish a little community or they find a little community. They try to overpower it, overtake it, or somebody's trying to overtake or overpower their community because they've got potatoes and tomato plants and the other people have livestock or whatever. It's, it's, it's always just, how can I make sure that I can consume as much as I can? What can I do to make sure that I can just stay alive? And that's kind of the shape of our world right now. That's kind of the shape of our world right now. So many of us do everything in our power just to make sure we're alive tomorrow. You turn on the news, it's pure panic. Everyone's panicking. This has been just a difficult time for all of us. Could you fathom if there was, honestly, could you imagine if there was a zombie apocalypse that really happened? Could you imagine having to go to the store and you couldn't find toilet paper? (laughs) Guys, we've already been through that and zombies aren't even here yet. Could you imagine the state of our world if zombies were taking over everything? But there's got to be a solution to the madness. Or I really hope there is. There's got to be a solution to all the chaos, the anxiety. There's got to be a solution. So I want to talk about a tool that Jesus wants to give each and every one of you. The passage tonight, we're going to be in the book of Acts. We're going to be in the first chapter. In Acts chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen, after his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days 
you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Let me pray for us. God, we love you. My heart is extremely heavy right now. God, I pray that you would help me. I pray that you would help me to speak with clarity. I, um, I pray that you would help me to speak with great vision. I pray that I could hide behind you in these short moments. And God, that you would just continue to fill this place with your spirit. God, I believe here today there are people who need to hear from you. That there are people that need to be receptive. They're going through some dark days and some tough times. But God, you're our champion. And we trust you. Amen. So let's talk about what's going on in the disciples' lives at this moment. So Jesus is with them. He had just died. Three days in the tomb. He comes back, conquered death. That's a good thing. He's there for 40 days. He's continuing to teach and do some really cool things. Uh, but, 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 but then this knowledge starts to float around, these ideas about Jesus leaving again. Right? I want to encourage you by saying we are not the first society, we are not the first wave of people who have ever dealt with uncertainty. I want you to think about the disciples, about all they had experienced the last three and a half years, four years, or whatever it was. I want you to think about all the things that they went through, all the great things that they got to be a part of that Jesus was doing and healing and the miracles and the walking on water and all the things that he was empowering the the disciples to do themselves, right? Then he died, bummer, he comes back, awesome. They're like, yeah, we get to keep going. We get to keep this mission moving forward. But he's like, I'm leaving again. Of course, the disciples are dealing with a little bit of uncertainty. And I want to encourage you and I want to speak life over you in whatever situation you're going through right now. You're not the first to deal with uncertainty and difficulty. All right? We are not the first to deal with uncertainty. But they immediately began speculating why. They immediately began speculating why Jesus was was coming back and then leaving. In Acts 1, verse 6, it says, They gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Right? Are you going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Now, they're huddled around Jesus. They're trying to figure out what's the big picture here. What's the plan? They could not help themselves, right? They're in survival mode right? They're in survival mode. They're not concerned about the mission. They're not concerned with the purpose. They're concerned about living tomorrow, right? That that is what's going on here. That is the depth of this conversation. But they could not help themselves. They immediately began speculating, are you going to restore the kingdom of Israel, which in our terms, you're going to come back and kick some butt. That's what you're going to do. Of course it is. Duh, right? Of course. All the bad things that people did to you and they killed you, we're, we're going to have victory. Finally, it's going to be ours. <laughs> this is why you're going to restore Israel, so we can live in the glory days once again. Who in here would love that? Who in here, who in here would love to go back 10 years ago? Man, those days are pretty good. What we have right now is terrible. It seems that way. There's uncertainty in there. I'm scared. There's anxiety. 
Surely this is why, Jesus, surely this is why you did all of this, is so we can have victory. We can have the good old days once again. But then it dawns on them, but you're leaving again. How are we supposed to have victory when you're leaving again? What are we supposed to do? You can't just leave. What about the mission? What about tomorrow? What are we going to do? What are we going to do when Jesus is our power source and he isn't here? In Acts 1 verse 9, so after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside him, men of Galilee. They said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Picture this with me. Who in here has ever been to a birthday party? Raise your hands. You've all been to one. Okay? Who's been to a birthday party where they let balloons go off into the sky? Right? Yeah. Picture this with me. You're at this birthday party. The, the, the party's over, right? What do you do with the balloons? No one wants to take them home, right? You let them go. But you don't just let them go. That'd be weird, right? You don't just let them go. You go there and you stand by the edge of your yard or in your driveway and you let them go and, and you just watch. You, you can't help yourself. It's, you're human. No one's perfect. You just watch. And you just watch them fade off into the vast distance of nothingness. And you're thinking, you know, I wonder where they're going to land. We should have put a card with our address. That would have been kind of cool to have a pen pal. <laughs> and, you, and you just watch them go. And this is what the disciples were doing when Jesus left. Imagine that. Imagine if there was a human doing that. How crazy that would be. And so they're just, they're just watching him take off, drift off. You know, they're just, they're just a, hanging out with each other. We should have we put our address on his, tied it to his sandal. How many of us are in this daze of just waiting for the return? We're just waiting we come here and we party, have a great time, and, we, and then we just, man. I feel like a lot of us are, are, in, this, are in this phase, this fog of, of, of we, see, we, we feel like Jesus, the, the, the distance between us and Jesus in reality is just, it's so vast and it's so far. Because in that moment, they're just worried about Jesus. They're, I mean, they're just, they're like, he's gone. He, he's, really, he's really gone. What are we going to do? Um, a couple weeks ago, Whitney uh, is doing her master's. She's a stud. Uh, she's doing her master's right now, and she was gone for an entire week. Uh, normally, her classes last eight weeks. She goes once a week, but this one was like one class over a whole week period, which means me and Summit were left defending for ourselves. Um, if you prayed for me, thank you. So, but anyway, 
Whitney and I would talk on the phone a lot. And to be honest, I I was really not concerned with what was going on at home. Usually the first thing that came out of my mouth is like, hey, you're still coming back on Friday, right? (laughs) Like you're not, you're not just going to like leave, (laughs) right? And I'm like, okay, just and she's like, Harold, four more days, you know, four more days. And like, sure enough, she'd call me the next day and I'd be, hey, Friday is still the plan, right? You're coming back on Friday? Friday, got it, okay. <laughs> I, I was not concerned at all with what was going on at home. Thankfully, some of our life, A plus on my part, right? Like we made it through that, but, but as far as being concerned with, with being really proactive when I was home, not number one priority. It was, when is the boss coming home, right? When is she coming back? That is the only thing that I was focused on. And I feel like a lot of Christians get caught up in Jesus returning. To be honest, it, it grinds my gears when, when people try to lead other people to the Lord based on Jesus' re- return. He's coming back, you know. You better get everything squared away, you know. He, he's coming back. Are you going to be ready? When we are only focused on the end times, we can't be focused on mission. We can't be focused on love. We can't be focused on what Jesus is wanting to do through us if we're only focused on, 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 on when he's coming back and, he, and, and we're just, we're in this phase of, or this glaze of just watching him go off into the distance. There's this vast gap there because, because when, when, when we have a close, close relationship with Jesus Christ, we, we, we can't help ourselves but be focused on mission and on love. Does that make sense? So I don't know if you noticed, but I'm, maybe some of you kind of know this passage a little bit, but I skipped a couple verses. In Acts 1, 7 through 8, it says, He said to them, this is Jesus talking, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by His own authority, but you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and all of Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. So why would Jesus say this? Why would he say the date and time is unknown? Because he doesn't want you worried about it. He doesn't want us focused on that. It's none of our business when the Lord is to return. Because when we take our focus on that, we take our focus onto the mission. God doesn't want us to live in fear of the return. He wants us to live in the fear of not taking more with us when the return happens. That's the point of all of this, is to be on mission. So it talked about this gift in the first few verses. It talked about this gift that Jesus was going to give us. Jesus knew, right, with him leaving, we were going to need help. It's as simple as that. We were going to need help to be on mission and to be productive in the kingdom. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. That is where the Holy Spirit comes in. And that is the gift that Jesus was talking about. Um, I got a a couple illustrations here. This is is my hunting bow. I'm just kidding. It's not. I brought my real one. So, Brian, if I were to ask you, I don't want to put you on the spot. 
if I, if I gave you a question to say, which one would you rather handle, fiddle around with, which one would you want? This one? Okay, makes sense, right? I'm, I'm not picking on Brian or nothing like that, but, uh, but here's the deal. Here, here's how sometimes our relationship with the Holy Spirit works. Like the, the Spirit, that's, that's weird. We can't see a Spirit. Is it like this ghost thing? Is it haunting me? It's, it's, it's just weird. It's kind of hard to talk about and explain sometimes. But I, I got something that, that I think might help us. So I, I, had, uh, I had Audrey order this for me, and I'm a little embarrassed because I thought it was going to be a little bit bigger, but it's, it's going to work even better. Uh, most of you know, my mother recently passed, and uh, it, it was, it was kind of sudden. It was unexpected. Um, my mom hadn't been real healthy for a long time, uh, but it, it, it was, you know, it's just hard. Um, it's just hard. And uh, Whitney and I, we, we loaded up the car, and we went down to Kentucky immediately, um, and the fight began. You know, we were having to make phone calls and have difficult conversations. And uh, my, my, my sister and I, we, we were trying to work our, our very best together to kind of figure out what, what's the best thing that we can do to move forward step by step by step. And uh, I felt like I was fighting with this. This is what I feel like I was wielding against the enemy. It, it, it seemed that no matter what I tried to do, I couldn't gain ground. No matter, no matter what decision I made, it was the wrong one. Uh, no, matter, no matter what I was, it was, it was just a difficult season. For those of you who, who have had loss, I mean, you, you, especially close loss with immediate family, it is just, it is hard. My, my, my family was hurting, and I was, I was wanting to encourage them, and I was wanting to be strong, and I was wanting to do everything in my power, in my witness. I, I was trying to do everything under my authority to be strong. But this is what I was fighting with. And you don't have to raise your hand to this next question, but how many of you are going through a season where this is what you're wielding? This is what you're fighting with. Can anybody relate? It's not fun. It's, not, it's, it's so difficult. And as, as Christ followers, as, as a body of believers, I, I, was, I, I was asking myself, why, why am I choosing this? Why am, I, why am I choosing to do everything under my own power? Because I was scared? There was uncertainty? This was the first time, I, this is the first time in a long time I've dealt with close loss. And no matter what I was doing, this is what I was wielding. And I couldn't gain ground, no matter what I tried to do. You know, um, I don't know. I, I just, this is literally what it felt like. I would, be, I would be trying to do something or make a decision or someone was hurting and I would, that's what it felt like. It just fizzed out. 
useless, pointless, weak. No one likes to be in that position. But here's something cool about the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you, it can't help but change. It can't help but change you. And you say, Pastor Harold, well, well how, do I, how do I attain that? How do I acquire that? It goes from a posture of this to say, God, I need your spirit. And what his spirit is, is that's God's personality working in you. When Jesus left in his physical form, he knew that you and I were going to need something bigger than ourselves, stronger than ourselves. He knew that we were going to need something that was going to equip us, that in those tough moments, in those tough seasons, he was going to give us the words to say. He was going to give us the ideas and and the things to, to, to move us forward. That's the job of the Holy Spirit, to guide and direct. You guys seen me shoot that little arrow And the confidence that I had when I was wielding that was nothing. But when the power of the Holy Spirit takes over and we have something strong and bigger than ourselves, it changes us. The confidence that it gives us to be strong and courageous and and, and the insight and the foresight that the Holy Spirit wants to equip you with and give you. And you may be saying, Harold, I've been a Christian for two days. I don't care. To receive the power of the Spirit, it goes from a posture of this, waiting, just doing your own thing, to being receptive. And saying, God, I want your spirit. I want your likeness. I want to think about the world you think the same way you think about the world. I want to care about people how you care about people. Whatever the Holy Spirit touches, it changes. I was sitting there before I came up here, and I was like, God, I need your spirit. Because I don't have it. I need it. I, I, can't, I can't do this without you. I got to have you come through. And when we have the Spirit, it gives us the courage. It gives us the confidence to be on mission. And God wants you on mission. That's why you're here. It's to build this kingdom and not your own. Lord, we love you. Father, I pray that your spirit has pierced the hearts of some of us. God, I pray that there are people here already saying, God, I want your spirit. I want to be receptive to your likeness. I want to be receptive to what you want to speak into me right now in this moment. God, we are so thankful for the gift of the Spirit. God, we're so thankful that you didn't just leave us here to figure this out on our own. But you are willing to give us your likeness of who you are. Amen.
Thanks again for joining us for the Crossbridge Podcast. The mission of Crossbridge is to lead others into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And we'd love to partner with you on your spiritual journey. So please let us know how we can come alongside you and support you and pray for you by visiting crossbridge.church.